Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. So what happens when an opportunity knocks? Do you say yes or do you overthink it, worry and close back down? The current situation is making many of us reevaluate how we live our life perhaps look at some of the things we might say yes to when this is all over. In this episode, we share some of our past yeses that have changed the course of our life and how they've been fundamental to our happiness. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. to the Midlife Mentors. Hello, I'm Claire. I'm James. How are we all? We are in week four of lockdown. Depending on when, whenever you're listening to this, we are in lockdown week four. In the UK, also the wherever UK. you were listening to this. Yes, exactly. So James, what are we talking to everyone about today? So we're calling this episode Opportunity Knocks, The Power of Yes. We are, but actually, before we dive in, do we want to let them know what we've been up to? We do, we do. <laughs> so, um, those of you that follow us more closely will probably know, but um, we ran over the Easter holiday what we think was the world's first virtual retreat. Yeah, we did look around, and we have actually had someone from the Daily Telegraph, so they haven't seen anyone else do a virtual retreat. So we qualify that, virtual fitness retreat. Yes, a virtual fitness retreat, exactly. Um, so we just had the most amazing time, because mm. we were obviously supposed to start our 2020 season running our Easter retreat in Ibiza, but the world had other plans. So not to be beaten by this virus, we thought, what can we do? And within a week, we had put together a virtual retreat with guest speakers, with yoga, with workout sessions, and lots of workshops. So we loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. If you're wondering how that worked, then we did a schedule, just like we would do for a normal retreat. So we had like, you know, a workout session, then there was a break for breakfast, and we have another training session, a break for lunch, then some workshops, kind of one after the other. Uh, We even included, like, uh, recipes with suggestions of what to have for lunch, for dinner, for breakfast. And people could either do the whole thing or they just dipped in and out the sessions they wanted to do. And they could just join it all, join the live stream of what was happening. Yeah, it was as as close to our in-person retreats as possible, basically. So we had a very mind, body and soul approach to it all. So we had mindfulness as well. And then we had... Um, yoga and then I also did like a little meditation at the end and we had Ryan talking about 
immune boosting foods and what you can do to boost your immune system around this time because obviously that's very important so it was just amazing wasn't it yeah, we're a bit of a come down now. Yeah, what was, what was great actually was seeing like we had uh, well over a hundred people signed up for it. We uh, were totally overwhelmed by that. Uh, and what was great was seeing um, all the comments in there, um, but people actually like starting to chat to each other and support each other and find out each other's stories. Um, it was just really, really beautiful thing. I know we did do it to obviously create that connection, that sense of connection for ourselves as well, because quite frankly. We were going to be doing workout. We we're going to be doing this stuff anyway, so we just thought we'd share it with as many people as possible. But it was going to—it was a funny Easter for us as well because of what we said for years now. We've run our first retreat of the season out in Ibiza, so um, yeah, we just decided to ask everyone to join in, connect with us, and actually, some of your personal stories were just beautiful. You know, you know, people are feeling completely. Um, lost and isolated at the moment and just wanting something to focus on so a little bit of structure so it really really helped rather than floating into easter just eating easter eggs everyone had a little bit of focus and structure so it was just really awesome yeah it was so awesome we're gonna do another one so uh the may bank holiday which this year falls on friday the 8th yeah saturday the 9th of may um we are gonna do another virtual retreat so we'll tell you how and where to sign up for that at the end of this. Yeah. If you fancy joining us, it's free. Uh, we did it all for free. Um, just said people could uh, submit a donation if they wanted to. Yeah, we felt really strongly about that because obviously circumstances right now, people we didn't want people to not join just because of financial circumstances. So yeah, it was amazing. So that's a li- little bit about what we've been up to in the last week since we launched our other podcast. It is, and that's something we said yes to because uh, being quite frank, you know, yeah. uh, bobbling along in lockdown. Bobbling like, along. Oh, shall we, shan't we? How would it even work? And yeah, for for us, we work every Easter, you know, like we're unlike most people, we spent every Easter working on retreats. Which we love. Which we love. So there was there was like a oh, should we just like relax and enjoy Easter? But then we thought, you know what? What can we do anyway? And we we are still gonna get up and train ourselves and so let's just spread the love. So basically that was an opportunity that knocked and then we had the power to say yes. See what we did there. Which is about what this week is about. Yeah, exactly. So, this is all going to be about us exploring a little bit about um, James and I, in the sense of the other ones, you know, we've kind of given you um, a few serious ones recently, and we just thought, let's let you into the background and the backstory of Claire and James a little bit. So, actually, we're going to share some of the opportunities in our lives that have come knocking, that we've actually said yes to, that we truly feel have changed the course of and the direction of our life. Um, So I just thought it was kind of something quite fun to share, but also with a serious undertone of, you know, in life sometimes opportunities come and our immediate reaction potentially is to think of what the worst outcome for that could be. You know, our brains are pretty hardwired to look at something and say, Oh, what if this, what if that, what if this? So that kind of comes from our ancestors needing to stay safe and protect themselves. But, you know, these opportunities come and we don't always say yes to them. And I think throughout this scenario that's going on with the world right now, potentially we're going to come out and want to say yes to more opportunities. So that's why we're doing this podcast as well. So we are going to, without further ado... We're going to go, well, James will do one, we're going to do three each, James will do one, and then I'll do one, and then vice versa until we've done all three. Exactly. And then so we might do a sneaky one at the end. My first one is um, going travelling 
but especially the second time. So um, I did what a lot of people do, like um, after I finished university, then I just worked for a bit to get some money together and went off traveling on my own, uh, which was was amazing. But I don't consider that was like a, a big risk or a thing that people is uh, not not likely to do because so many people do it. However, later in life... I didn't actually. Oh, okay. Later in life, later. I decided to go again. And um, the backdrop to this was um, I had a successful corporate career and uh, it was 2008. So we were just seeing the beginnings of the recession and uh, I decided to go off travelling. Uh, and loads of people were kind of advising me that it probably wasn't a genius time to spend my savings going around the world. Um, and, uh, you know, because we were heading into recession, when I got back, I finally been out of the workplace for, for, you know, actually it was nine months in the end um, that I wouldn't, you know, feel be downskilled, wouldn't be able to get a job because there wouldn't be any around. Uh, there was certainly a lot of fear around, but I did it anyway. <laughs> So, um, what did that teach you, Mr. D? What it taught me was, you know, don't you, you can look too far ahead and always find reasons for not doing things. Uh, and in the end, the irony was, you know, I went traveling, had an amazing time, and actually ended up straight away walking back to a better job than I had, than I had the one when I left. Mm. So, if you hadn't have said yes, I hadn't said yes, I would have spent. Well, who knows what would have happened. This is the thing. We never know. It's like sliding doors. You don't know. I said that earlier. The point was, I did say yes. I took the risk against a lot of advice. I went and uh, it worked out really well for me. Because not only did I have that amazing experience of travelling like all, all through the world, I came back to a better position at the end of it. I think that's really important to say, actually. There's so many times when we have said no and we don't know what direction our life would have taken us. And actually, yeah, if we've... The, these yeses that we've we've said have completely changed the direction of our life. So for me, um, mine's a, mine's a really odd one. You're gonna be going, what the hell? So um, I I worked in PR for years and years and years, like 14 years. Um, but as you probably know, I hated it. I was trying to get out of it all the time. So I was doing life coaching, um, NLP, stress management consultancy. So doing all these different things, um, and then. One, a friend of a friend, so there was a job at her local um, council in Essex uh, for being an adult safeguarding officer. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's basically making sure that within um, your your area, um, adults that are at risk are safeguarded. So basically looking after them. Now, I'd always, I'd actually, you don't might not know this, I'd actually also applied um, for the police and then decided not to do that either. So there was really something in me that wanted to help people, even with the life coaching stuff. I, I was just trying all these different things. And I actually said yes to that interview for this adult safeguarding job. And um, I got it. I had no qualifications at all. None. Um, I, was, I obviously went through all the checks and everything, but I had no proof. I find that hard to believe. You passed all those uh, <laughs> criminal checks. <laughs> That's you, not me. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually got the got the job and it was amazing. It was such an eye-opener. Such an eye-opener. And the reason I'm so glad I said yes to that was because I really realised that, yes, it's really important to have qualifications, but it's very much about your passion. And actually, um, your intent. And I went into that interview with like the be- most beautiful intents we got into with you, and that's why I got the job. Um, and actually, saying yes to that got me out of my other job, 
and then led me to do my PR job at the Museum of London, which I did end up absolutely loving. And yeah, I was able to leave that safeguarding job quite quickly, which if I hadn't have taken that, I wouldn't be able to leave my previous PR job and I wouldn't have been able to take the Museum of London. Sliding doors, sliding doors. Yeah, that's a good point there. Sometimes like a step forward that then feels wrong when we take it might open another door. It really did. It really did. I, I was like, oh my God, what have I done here? What have I done? Like everyone was like, what are you doing? You're what is what is safeguarding officer over in Essex? So um, yeah, it was one of the things I said yes to. I'm really pleased I did because it really did prove to me that um, yeah, that it was more about the intent of going in, and the qualifications don't always mean everything. Which leads me on nicely to my my next one. Oh yeah. So which was um, pursuing one of my passions. So when I was younger. Um, as you know, I trained as a psychologist for uh, oh God, five, six years. Uh, I actually worked uh, at a psychological consultancy for a little while. But my passion, my passion, I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy it at the time. My passion was um, writing and dance music. And an opportunity came up to work for the Ministry of Sound. Uh, and when they contacted me, um, I just leapt at it and did it. And I walked in and I had to blag the entire thing. They're basically launching um, a new magazine and they wanted me to run um, the section of it, the club section. Um, So I had to blag a lot about what I knew and who I knew and what I knew. And I was totally out of my depth. Um, But saying yes to opportunity, I made it my own and uh, the magazine became really successful. I loved writing my section. I upskilled really quickly so that I... You know, could could work with designers on pages, on programs, and stuff like that, um, and just loved it. And that was a, a, a an example of being terrified of something. And it would have been easy to say no to it and carry on with a you know sensible corporate career. Because again, I didn't really know this is going to go and work for a nightclub publishing a magazine. Um, but it's, yeah, I had the best best time. And it actually gave me a lot of um, the confidence I have now. I wasn't that, that confident before before that job. Yeah. So that was taking awesome. a, a big leap and feeling the fear and just going along with it anyway. Yeah, my my next one, I love that. And I love your stories around that. He always took, like gives, sends all the story, like gives me all the stories of back in the day, back, back in the day, in the day. Okay, back in the day all the time. Um, another one for me was actually, this is more kind of like a, an abs- actual physical fear. And um, I've, I've had it all my life. Um, I was very, very claustrophobic. So very claustrophobic. Not many people might know that about me. Um, and I went travelling actually when I was 28. Same year as Jane's, which is odd. So 2008. And that was just before the crash, actually. Hey, you're probably following me. Uh, yeah, you wish. Um, <laughs> and um, so I was like... Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm so glad I went travelling first of all, that's not why I wanted to talk about that, was a massive, I'm so glad I said yes to that, but I thought I'd be a bit more specific, so I actually said yes to doing my paddy, which is your diving qualification, now anyone that's done that before will know that I, I couldn't actually have thought of anything more terrifying than to have that mask over my face and go into water, so I'm actually not brilliant in water either. I can vouch for that. Yeah, I'm terrible, aren't You're I? You're no mermaid. No, I'm no mermaid. I'm a land mammal. Um, and I, yeah, decided to do my diving qualification. And I even had like a, almost like a panic attack, even in the shallow water on the first day when they put the mask on. And I just, I, I just kept pushing through it. I kept saying yes. I kept saying yes 
to myself and my experience and no to my fear. And that was a massive, massive, um, it was huge proof to myself that my mind um, can be changed and actually even change a physical fear, like a physical reaction in my body. So it just showed me that, yes, was how powerful my mind really is. I mean, quite frankly, the funny part of this story is I did pass, but I wasn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually did get convinced to go on a night dive and I did get lost in Thailand. Mm. I mean, it it didn't end well, but at the end of the day, I did pass and I overcame my my fear and realised how strong my mind is, basically, by saying yes. Yeah, I think there's a really important point there as well. Like, um, we've all had, well, you and I definitely had, like, challenging situations where there's been a lot of fear around them. Lots but of gone fear. on and done it. And then I think on a, on a fundamental level, that can, like, change your outlook quite significantly. Well, yeah, because we've said it on other podcasts. You know, we're, we're designed to think of the worst-case scenario. Our imagination is often used in an actually really bad way. It's, it's such a blessing, our imagination, but we use it to kind of think of that worst case scenario. So if we have constantly given into that, our lives would look very, very different to what they look like now. And actually, I'll be as bold as to say, we wouldn't be dealing with what's going on now in the world as, as well. You know, we have our ups and downs, of course, and that's natural. But we wouldn't be dealing with what's going on as well as we are now if we hadn't pushed through and said no to the fear and yes to life, basically. Right, my last one. Uh, the, uh, it's quite a big one. Was uh, moving to Ibiza. Mm. Mm. So I was happily settled in London. Really good career. This is obviously post travelling um, again, and just feeling it wasn't wasn't doing it for me. So um, walked away from a really good job and used all my savings to move to Ibiza and set up a new life. And the first two to three years were horrific. Um, it was such a struggle. Um, uh, whatever could go wrong did go wrong um, obviously ended my marriage then at the time as well a divorce um, well, the so, way you looked at me then my marriage at the time I was like well it's not my one <laughs> she's got something to tell me live on a podcast so um, for a while it looked like a really really bad decision um, but the thing is it's put me where I am now uh, it's put me doing something I love Living on an island, I love traveling and doing, you know, doing events in Marbella, doing events in London, doing events in Ibiza. Um, and I guess most importantly, it's brought me Claire. So um, that was a great move. Ah, so yes, we're going to do a little one together at the end of that. But um, so my final one would be at God, like 31, deciding I wanted to yet again qualify in something else so pile my money into something else and become a personal trainer now um i'm going to be really honest with you when i decided to do that my ego was screaming what you want to be a personal trainer like anyone could be a personal trainer claire blah blah blah. you've done all of this um study blah 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 all of that like super ego stuff putting me down but you want to become a pt and i and i i went on with it and I thought you know even if I don't want to do it as a career I'm going to do it anyway so I invested loads of money it was at the time that um, my marriage was falling apart and didn't know where I was going to live you know not our marriage (laughs) losing my house one of your other ones one of my other ones (laughs) 
James. So, yeah, that was, I was basically losing my house, um, my dog, I was actually put on antidepressants. It was a really difficult time and I was qualified to be a PT. And then once that happens, um, life was getting even worse and I said yes to all of this and then I got a job in my local gym and I said yes. And I actually went back down to minimum wage and I, you know, my pride, my ego, everything, you know, the PR girl, the stuff that, you know, the woman that had had things that she wanted, could afford things that she wanted, just went out the window. And I found it really hard at the beginning to marry those things together. But what that saying yes to that, that gave me was an understanding that I'm willing to do anything for my dream, to fulfill myself, to live an amazing life. And that even my pride, which can be pretty strong sometimes, I'll admit that. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a fake cough and he's being mean. You know, I am a proud person um, and my I was willing to actually just put my pride aside and go da- back down to minimum wage and wipe people's sweat off of gym equipment. That was pretty brave. That was pretty strong and showed me what I'm made of. And actually, I think that sent a, un- a message out to the universe like this woman is serious about living living life on her terms and not settling and not compromising. Mm, beautiful. Mm, thank you. Now, I know we've got one that we're doing together, but I think we've also forgotten one because Lola's just given me a look <laughs> and said... Lola, our dog. What about me? Yeah. Well, that is a very good point. We said yes to a Pomeranian. So yes, Pomeranian, when we're only still finding our feet with each other. And yes. very shaky. And we knew we were spending our time between the UK and Spain... And a dog would massively complicate everything. Well, yeah, we were going through a hard time anyway, weren't we? Yeah. Like, it all looks like lovely bows and roses on the outside, but we were struggling without all of our baggage that we brought to the relationship that we have talked about in one of the podcasts. Or a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, were, we decided to get a dog. And not just any dog. A Pomeranian dog. dog. Don't disturb her, because she'll start squeaking no. a squeaky toy. Uh, and that's our decision that, you know... On the face of it, it could have been a really bad one. Everyone was but like, what are you doing? We are forced to adjust our life around her, and she's brought us so much joy. Um, so, yeah, another great And a decision. sense of responsibility as yeah. well, like a sense of like groundedness. I know that, because our, our life from the outside does probably look a bit all over the place. We love it. We love the uncertainty, but she brings that element of groundedness to us, mm, doesn't she? she does. So, well done, little Lola. So. so, one final one. Shall oh, I say it? Yeah. Um, so actually, I suppose it's a joint one. If I'd have never, um, oh my goodness, this is proper sliding doors. One of my friends, um, had moved to Ibiza. I then went to visit her. I then went into the gym that Kelly and James were running and I met James. And that was nearly 10 years ago, nearly 10 years ago. So again, if I hadn't have said it's a small thing, but if I hadn't have said yes, if Ibiza had never gone on, you know, been on the on the agenda, because it's not somewhere I did used to go, I would never have bumped into James. And we also said yes to each other. To each other, you know, like At him. A really difficult time. Mm, like him moving to Ibiza, obviously all that time ago that he mentioned, but then me going and visiting him, but then also saying yes to each other. Um. 
Yeah, like James said, at a really difficult time. I was still properly wounded, wasn't I? We're both, we're both still properly wounded. Uh, on paper, we're both really bad bets for a relationship. <laughs> and everyone uh, told James, I, everyone told James I was a really bad bet. People told you about me as well. No, not so much. Uh, and we lived in separate countries, so it had disaster written all over it. Yeah, and I said yes to move in within a few months of us getting together. Like, we'd known each other for a long time, but in a few months of us knowing, uh, getting together... I packed up my whole life um, in Surrey. I'd fought for my little flat that I'd bought and I loved it. And I left my little flat that was kind of my healing place and my job that was starting to go really well. You know, all the PTing and everything and moved my life over to Ibiza. And James actually said yes to me moving there (laughs) with my sofa, I hasten to add. I turned up with my sofa. I remember the day your sofa turned up. (laughs) It was like, oh no. So we took a chance on love and we took a chance chance on each other. Yeah, it's been so we said yes to each other. Oh, thank you for saying yes. Thank you for saying yes. That's mm. all we've got to say, really, guys. Um, so it's kind of like a bit of a random one, but not actually. We're just thinking when we come out of this, uh, even for us, actually, it's a really good point to make. Uh, even for us, we work damn hard, like a lot of you will, but we work really, really, really hard. And I have to say, sometimes we've got the balance really, really wrong between just enjoying life and just working almost too hard. So there's a lot of things that we've been saying no to that we will now say yes to um, when, when we come out of this because it has changed our view of the fragility of life and how we just need to jump in and enjoy it. Exactly. I would say like we always like to try and give a takeaway. So I think we'd like to leave you with this. You know, Life is basically about the choices that we make. And all too often, you know, opportunities come along which might seem really exciting to us, but then we convince ourselves of all the reasons we shouldn't do them, like our fear programming takes over. Mm. You know? And sometimes they're valid and sometimes they're not. The thing is, you're never going to know unless sometimes you take a risk and you do it. Yeah. Absolutely, guys. So I hope you enjoyed that little one. Um, what we'll do is we'll let you know how you can find out a, lot, um, a bit more about the May Bank Holiday Virtual Retreat that we're running. So many people were really, really keen. The ones that did the Easter retreat um, were really, really keen to make sure they've got that. They're signed up for that. So we can't wait to share that with you all. And I think that's about all we've got to say. It is. So wishing you well in lockdown. Yeah, we're always here for you guys. And we're sending you loads and loads of love. Big hugs. Bye. been listening to the midlife mentors with claire and james davis we'd love to hear from you so drop us a line at info at the midlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions and make sure you join us on our facebook page and youtube channel you can find us under the midlife mentors yeah
Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalized insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.